0: welcome to the exciting rebirth of superstar featuring choose your membership rate as low as just three dollars a month at superstar you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week unlimited access to special horoscopes class passes for synchronicity university consultations with me and so much more all of this in the superstar space i look forward to meeting you there Hello, fabulous friends, fans and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of October 31st, 2021. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week without a doubt. Massive moves are happening in the sky now. And of course, the glitz, the glamour and the glory is going to go to the super new moon that is going to take place on Thursday. But what makes this new moon especially interesting, not just because it's a super new moon, which means it's that much closer to the Earth, but that it is standing across the sky with precision with Uranus. And even though we're not quite there yet, I mean, it is the nodes right now that are finishing off their transit through Gemini and Sagittarius. The axis of Gemini and Sagittarius has been highlighted over the last year and a half. It is going to be next month when the nodes officially change sign. But it will be at the end of this month, or rather in the second part of this month, I should say, that we are going to have a lunar eclipse, the first eclipse to take place in years in the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So this super new moon is not an eclipse. And yet, given that Uranus is standing across the sky from it with precision, It does suggest that there is this wild card factor there. And that is part of what characterizes eclipses from an astrological perspective. The unexpected and the truth. The truth is what is highlighted under an eclipse. And we're going to get our dose of truth before the month is even over. And yet the truth arrives now. It becomes especially important to pay attention to what is happening now because it will be in six months time when we do officially have an eclipse in the sign of Scorpio that it will in some way, once we get there, we will realize that it was this time this month that foreshadowed what it is that is to come once we navigate six months from now into the spring of 2022. So let's talk about this energy. On the one hand, we've got very strong scorpion energy there. And I do want to delve into the new moon and its symbolism in just a moment. But I also want to add that Mercury is doing remarkable things this week as well. Mercury will this week sort of wrap up loose ends as part of the larger Mercury retrograde season. One of the key characteristics of this Mercury retrograde season Has been the way in which Mercury has been dancing with Jupiter and with Pluto. Mercury has spent an unusually long time in the sign of Libra, encouraging us to look at our partnerships, our alliances, and our relationships differently, with greater depth, with greater understanding. Where is it that we may feel called to understand each other more, but also where is it that we desire to be understood? Where is it that we have a genuine desire to relate to each other, to see life through each other's lenses? I think that that is an essential part of being a human being. We desire to align with others. We desire to be known. And so there are different ways to be known, of course. With the energy of Libra, there is give and take. There is sharing. With the energy of Scorpio, it goes a lot deeper. It goes to the place where we can truly feel another perspective and that we're willing to go there to understand another, even if it means exposing parts of ourselves that are difficult for us, making ourselves vulnerable. But we've had this extended lesson of Mercury in the sign of Libra. And Mercury has been in Libra for about two months now, but it was way back in the middle of September that Mercury went into shadow the last days of September is when Mercury went retrograde. And in mid-October, Mercury went direct. And now we're rounding a corner as Mercury gears up to leave shadow, thereby ending the larger Mercury retrograde season. But before Mercury does that, it is going to repeat alignments that it made with Jupiter and Pluto. It was back in the later part of September that the first series of alignments took place between Jupiter in supreme harmony to Mercury and Pluto in a conversation of tension with Mercury. And then as we finished September and headed into October, the second set of alignments took place and now come the third. On Monday, it is Mercury connecting with Jupiter in supreme harmony. And on Tuesday, it is Mercury connecting with Pluto in a square configuration, before moving on Wednesday, leaving shadow, and Friday, leaving the sign of Libra altogether. And so in many ways, now is when events will hearken to what was taking place for us, especially in terms of our understanding of each other, our understanding of our desire for sincere sharing, for give and take, for back and forth for feeling as if we are seen, as if we are acknowledged, for feeling as if we have people with whom we can genuinely share. Well, the energy of Jupiter and Mercury is very hopeful. This is a trine configuration. It is one of blessing and just on a surface level, a Mercury trine Jupiter uh, is thought to represent good news. So good news, hopeful news finding us in at least one area of life we may feel that boost. This is an energy of seeing things with the eyes of hope, being optimistic in our perception. And I am one who thinks that there's nothing wrong with that at all. (laughs) I think that all of us could connect with hope more deeply. It would make the world just such a easier place to be in if all of us sincerely connected to that energy of hope. And I'll come back to that in a moment, but See, here's the thing. Yes, we've got hope there, which is wonderful. But what I really like is the fact that there is the square to Pluto, even though that energy is not easy. What it means is that we will make the most of the trine. We will make the most of the blessing because we will be motivated to transform our circumstances in one way or another. We will feel called to do the work that change requires to understand at a core level what needs to transform and then dedicate ourselves to the journey. Be willing to put our energy behind what we aspire to. That is how these energies work together. You know, I am of the belief that there is a perfection that is constantly playing out in the sky, constantly. And that perfection ultimately invites us to consider how Each celestial conversation happens one after the other after the other as part of the perfection. It is a journey that we are all on and you know, if we're lucky, we have the great privilege of living a full life and living as long as possible. And as part of that, we're going to experience lots of transits and each one of those celestial transits, they follow each other in perfection have a way of coming together. I was speaking to someone earlier today and she was saying to me, I wasted 10 years with this one dude, and then I wasted 10 years with my ex-husband and I don't wanna waste time anymore. And I said to her, try not to think of it as wasting time. It's never wasting time. You learned about yourself, you fulfilled karmic promises or karmic contracts, or..." Just perhaps you did what you wanted to do and what felt right for you to do in that moment. But it's never a waste of time. No day is a waste of time. I think we judge based on sometimes outcomes that we think are desirable or not. We certainly judge ourselves based on how productive we are. And yet there is power in acceptance because it is from a place of acceptance that options start to open up to us. Is from a place of understanding that we are where we are right now or we were where we were with whom we were meant to be as part of the perfection. Just like the celestial omens and the celestial conversations follow each other with perfection, one after the other after the other, so too are connections with other people. There is something that a lot of people say, it's kind of like a meme but it's been around much longer than memes That is everyone is in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I would even go so far to say some people are in our lives for several lifetimes, right? It's not just one lifetime, but sometimes we meet people where we know that there's a soul connection that's older than this lifetime. Or sometimes just because of the way things go, we go, oh, my God, there must be some karmic things playing out here. (laughs) There must be some karmic balance going on here for me to stick around as long as I have stuff like that. That happens as well. Now this can be romantic relationships or other types of relationships, but in the context of this week, we're looking at the energy of Libra. So this is partnerships, business partnerships, professional alliances and romantic partnerships as well. The other understanding with the energy of Libra is, where is it that we could be more fair with each other? But I would also say, where is it that we can be more fair with ourselves? Where is it that we can approach exactly where we are at this moment in our lives with a greater sense of acceptance, greater sense of balance. And it is within that, that we might glimpse the beauty of this moment of our lives. Again, no matter how we judge it, I think back to the time, I would say more than one time when I went through Uh, What could be characterized as a dark night of the soul, right? Really challenging times emotionally, spiritually. And yet there's something that happens, not just on the other side, certainly on the other side. You come out and you understand what it is to own your light in a whole other way. On the other side of a dark night of the soul, you know yourself more deeply, but also you become more adamant To be that much brighter in one way or another. You become that much more dedicated to shining a light for others who might be going through a dark night of the soul in that tunnel for themselves. But I would even say within the dark night of the soul, you know, a lot of fun can happen in the dark. I think that's part of what the story of Persephone and Pluto is meant to teach us. So, you know, very simply, Pluto is God of the underworld. And there are many understandings of the story, but basically Persephone is the daughter of Demetra. And some stories say that Pluto, also known as Hades, kidnapped Persephone. But there are other stories that say she went very willingly. She fell in love with Pluto. And so she went down willingly. And her mother Demetra, of course, didn't like this. She didn't like it for a lot of reasons, but mainly she missed her daughter. And so she mourned, she cried. And while she cried and while she mourned, the earth turned cold until the gods intervened and negotiated, found a balanced agreement. They negotiated and said, okay, Persephone's going to hang out with her mom half the year, and she's going to hang out with Pluto the other half of the year. But we have these different renditions Persephone was kidnapped, or Persephone went willingly. In my humble opinion, it's probably the second because, and especially now in our modern world, uh, because the gods are living, the universe is alive with meaning and purpose, and so are the archetypes. The archetypal Persephone is alive. And I think she's probably going down there willingly over the autumn and the winter months when when Demetra is just letting the earth turn cold. Her daughter returns, the earth, there's spring, there's warmth again. And that's how the ancient Greeks understood the cycles of the seasons. But here comes uh, Persephone, a lot of fun happens in the dark, uh, after hours, behind the scenes, under the curtain, the after party, right? That is where You really get to see the stuff of life. It's interesting because it's the stuff that's hidden from life. It's the stuff that's taboo that allows us to know life more deeply. And this brings me to the energy of Scorpio. We're getting a chance to look at this balanced understanding, right? The negotiation of the gods, for example. And so then we move forward. Wednesday, as I said, Mercury leaves shadow. The larger lessons of this Mercury retrograde season are done. Mercury is moving forward, clear and strong. And then on Friday, Mercury moves into Scorpio. But just before Mercury does that, we have that very powerful new moon. And I think that with all the energy and all the emotion of that new moon, It's almost like Mercury is going to step in right afterwards to help us to make sense of what otherwise could be very intense experiences. And so it's interesting to me that the energy of Scorpio represents a few different things. It represents transformation, regeneration and rebirth, right? That's the higher understanding of this vibration. But this energy is also the forbidden, the taboo, And that's exactly what Persephone found when she went to the underworld with Pluto. And what is taboo has an allure to it, just like the energy of Scorpio has an allure to it as well. And Scorpio represents the secrets we keep, consciously keep. But here's the thing, this new moon has truth written all over it. (laughs) There's not a lot of hiding with this new moon. Uranus is standing across the sky from the new moon with precision. The sun on the same day will align perfectly across the sky from Uranus as well. And Uranus can be a surprise. It can be a shocker, but it brings things to light very quickly. Uranus lets it all hang out. Uranus is undeniable, but Uranus is also powerfully karmic. That's how it is with the outer planets. When events take place that involve either the outer planets or the nodes, these speak very powerfully to events that can feel faded in some way. And Uranus reflecting the truth, right? Capital T, capital T, the truth. The truth may come about in ways now that are truly unexpected, that are shocking, that are surprising, but their time has come. And this can play out in all kinds of ways, of course, collectively, right? It's not a big surprise. More and more we're finding out about different um, ways in which wealth is hidden, put underground, (laughs) right, goes into the underworld. So it's not a big secret. I think we're learning more and more about this, largely thanks to Pluto and Capricorn. That's helping us to understand power more deeply, to see the various layers of power and power structures and corporations, and that's fine. But it is the energy of Scorpio, the new moon of Scorpio that can speak to some truth shining on manipulation And manipulation can take all kinds of forms, right? It certainly can be uh, organizational. It can have to do with companies. It can have to do with structures and corporate structures. But of course, it can be personal. That's where most of us come to learn about manipulation. The thing is, though, that the truth sets you free. But first, it'll, you know really really annoy you that's a nice way of quoting um Gloria Steinem it'll really tee you off at first but that's not a bad thing either a part of integrating accepting and being changed by being illuminated by the truth means that sometimes we may have to go through a period of discomfort and the truth of how complex our alliances with others are The truth of the depth of what has brought us to a particular moment, brought us to particular actions or reactions. The truth of the nuances and the complexities. Well, it can all come to a head and it can all get a brand new light very quickly under the light of this new moon. And it's not always what you think, right? That's the thing with the outer planets as well. And especially with Uranus, it really is not always what you think. It can really feel as if the information comes out of nowhere to shock us, to surprise us, to delight us. And we have a real opportunity here, though, to know ourselves more deeply, to understand what's really within us. The energy of Scorpio has been associated with a well, right? A well looks very still on the surface, but you have no idea how deep it goes. You have no idea what's underneath Mexico, near and dear to my heart, my adopted home, Mexico, um, is filled with cenotes and these are a type of natural well. They're like freshwater wells and they have a history. Whenever you see a cenote, you know some virgin or multiple virgins were sacrificed here going way back in the day, right? You know that. And you don't know the bones of whom are lying underneath at the base of this particular well because those wells those cenotes can run very deep they can go a hundred feet deep they can go 200 feet deep so it's very important to wear a life jacket if you want to go in there the other thing with cenotes they're like natural caves and they're incredibly beautiful but these natural caves also very often I would say most often From what I've seen, because I've visited a few over the years, (laughs) very often there are bats there, right? They're flying around and it's just part of the wonder. It's part of the beauty. These symbols, these bats that were revered by the indigenous people. In fact, one of the Mayan sun signs is the bat. They are a symbol of heightened intuition. And here you are and here is this ancient tradition of people going into the cenote, going into the well to be among the symbolic animal totem of intuition and instinct and rebirth and survival and so much more. And there offerings are made, something is given. There's always been this ancient understanding that in order to get something, you have to give something. It's part of the balance, right? But how deep do those entanglements go? Balance is Libra. Entanglements, though, that's where we go deeper with balance. and That's where we get to what's really going on beneath the surface. Not just what we tell each other to get along, to ease the pathway, but what are the layers underneath that can be messy, that can be hard, and yet, we can amongst the sacrificed find beauty there. A part of the human journey means that you are going to know all of the signs over the course of your lifetime. You are going to express and represent the core energies that the different signs represent the core elements that the signs are associated with. And so for example, the energy of Libra that is most dominant as we begin the week, That is an air sign along with Gemini and Aquarius. And this is the energy of connection and communication, expression. It is the energy of fire, which is Aries, Leo and Sagittarius, which is an energy of creation, of determination and of new experiences, the spark of life. It is the energy of earth like Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn, that is of embodiment, of manifesting something we feel good about, about honoring the earthly experience. And then there's water, and this is the energy to feel. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, these are all different sides of and different ways of feeling, our intuition, our passions, our emotions. Emotions are a part of the human experience. And we learn that most with the sign of fixed water, which is Scorpio. And all of us now, and if you look at your chart, where it is that Scorpio falls in your chart, that is an area of life that you desire to experience intensity. But what does intensity mean? That means different things to different people. That is a different part of, and how we access that, Um, can be a variety of ways, right? Depending on what frequency and vibration of a given sign we're accessing in a given moment. So intensity is, for example, love. Love can be a type of intensity. Commitment can be a type of intensity. Genuine bonding, thinking of somebody else can be a type of intensity. Feeling good about who you are can be an intense experience as can merging with the divine a mystical experience can be intense and if we are not honoring our need for intensity especially with a Scorpio super new moon well life will present us with the opportunity to experience intense emotion and some of us maybe who aren't necessarily approaching the sky consciously and with greater consciousness, a desire to know greater love and greater wisdom through cultivating a wisdom of the universe, a wisdom of the stars and the celestial symbols, may choose lower frequencies of intensity. Emotions like resentment. Now, resentment is, uh, you know, it's a tough one. We hold that in so many different ways in our emotional selves, and our physical selves as well. You know, it is said we are as sick as our secrets. The secrets we consciously keep are the energy and the providence of Scorpio. This goes to the taboo, what we don't necessarily tell people, what we don't necessarily want people to know. But I would add that we are also as sick as our resentments. And very often what we hold secret is connected to some resentment. And resentments really will uh, throw you off your path. Now, what is your path ultimately? I think our path here, of course, in a higher sense, is to align with greater love and greater wisdom, to know ourselves as greater love and greater wisdom more and more, to embody that more and more over the course of a lifetime. And we're never going to be perfect at that. We are human beings. We're having a spiritual experience. We're having a human experience, rather. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And yet, the embodiment of spirit means that we will never be perfect. And that's okay. If we're perfect, then we have no reason to be in the human experience anymore. We're like the Buddha. We ascend. We've reached nirvana. We go on to the next realm. But if you're here you are going to feel things and you are going to feel things that feel complicated that you wish you didn't feel that stir you but our resentments can become obsessions and when resentment becomes obsession then it really reaches that place of throwing us off our path even more so yes in a higher sense we are meant to align with greater love and greater wisdom but in another more practical way, I think we're all here to do something, right? We all have something special, something that we can do with our lives, ways in which we can help others or bring forward the higher qualities within ourselves and to self-actualize. And if we're lucky, you know, not only do we get opportunities to self-actualize, like are available in many places, Not everywhere in the world is that the case, but in many places now, more than ever, it is. But if we are fortunate, we also have examples. We have examples and we have people close to us who are part of wanting us to self-actualize. That isn't always the case, right? Scott M. Peck, in his book, The Road Less Traveled, one of my favorite books of all time, Easily, I have read that book so many times. I quote it a lot. I know if you've watched me over the years, you've heard me talk about this book before because I love it. It is filled with wisdom that changed my life. But one of the many wisdoms in this book is when people love you, they tell you the truth, even when it's hard. When someone loves you, they will call you on your stuff when they know you could live to a higher potential, that you could be better. They're not going to indulge your lower vibrations. They're certainly not going to indulge obsessions or resentments or pettiness, whether directed at them or someone else. They are going to remind you in the most ideal sense. If we're lucky, we have people in our life who are going to remind us that we are meant to align with higher principles. We're meant to grow towards higher principles. And some people don't have that. And that's okay, right? That's part of their journey, the path that their soul has chosen. Now more than ever, there's every kind of example that you want. I was thinking about this idea of how we are moving towards the age of Aquarius. And I think a part of that is that the world is going to become more niche, right? Even astrology, but every world out there, Uh, you know, whatever realms you travel through, whatever your industry, for example, and that's what I mean by realms you travel through. Maybe you travel to, through actual realms, but I mean that if you're within a specific industry, there are certain niches within that. And I think the world is going to become increasingly niche so even within astrology of course there are people who specialize in evolutionary astrology and some in psychological astrology and there are people who are like superstars in evolutionary astrology that maybe somebody who practices uranian astrology may not always know someone who practices hellenistic astrology may not necessarily know or vedic astrology may not know the evolutionary astrologers and vice versa and that's okay but I think that tendency is going to be that much more magnified. And yet, even though I think that we're going to become more niche, there are still powerful ways in which we can be open to new examples, to more information. More than ever now, people have a chance to see themselves reflected in others. Gabourey Civade, the actress, she said, if you don't see yourself, how do you know you exist? And so to her, representation is so important, even though it exposes her to criticism and all of that, she puts herself out there. And that's beautiful. Somebody who's willing to embody representation, to represent, we used to say in the (laughs) nineties, that is somebody admirable. And so now more than ever, You can find a reflection of yourself, but what are you finding? And what is being reflected back to you? That can be highly personal and isn't necessarily rooted in the shell. Might be sometimes it's nice to see people who look like you, which is great. That's wonderful representation. But it's also powerful to see people who evoke the best in you, who you aspire to be or who inspire you people who remind you of your own higher qualities that is a type of representation and a type of reflection as well and so with the energy of scorpio the lower vibration of this energy can be resentment and this is a light bulb moment into how it is that our resentments are keeping us sick that's part of the promise of this new moon how it is that our own resentments have become obsession, and they get in the way of our freedom. What is one of the highest freedoms? One of the highest freedoms is the freedom to be who you are, really. Just to be who you are. If you're off here living your life, doing your thing, you're not hurting anybody, and you just want to embody your truth and whatever your truth is, that ability to do that That is a type of freedom that not everybody gets to enjoy in the world. And so when we have it, we should maximize it. Absolutely. And one of the things that gets in the way of our freedom is yes, emotional resentment. Sometimes freedom can become a performance, but that's not authentic freedom. Authentic freedom is the freedom to be you. And it is much, much harder to be you. It is very hard to be authentically you. I would even say perhaps it's impossible to be authentically you. If, if you are holding on to resentments. Because those resentments, they take energy. They get in the way. And if you truly want to be whom it is that you authentically are, if you want to embody that, if you want to be that in this lifetime, whether you think of it as something that takes courage or takes guts or takes willingness. But at some point we have to make a choice. Are we going to let our own resentments get in the way? We can also think of that as our own wounding as the original wound, the core wound, if you will. Because until you get to the core wound, you're going to replay some of those patterns. And yet, very often, one of the core wounds a lot of us carry is that sense, that contrast, that whom it is you know yourself to be and whom it is that you're being told to be are two different things. I'm trying to reconcile that. Some people are able to embrace whom it is they authentically are much more easily. In other people, it's harder. And a part of what makes it harder is resentment. And so they take what is authentically them and make it secret, make it separate, compartmentalize it, make it private. And that is a very difficult way to live. There is something light and enlightening. When you have permission to be yourself, when you give yourself permission to be yourself. Not everybody gets that. So if you get it, embrace it, run with it. And so this new moon, opposite Uranus, is our personal call to freedom and whatever that looks like for us. And that is going to mean different things for different people. It is an energy of change, no matter what other expectations or other opinions or outside influences may be. And it is the willingness to be seen. Uranus makes visible, right? That's the thing with light, when the lights come on, right, you can see everything. And that's part of this energy as well. Those secrets, those resentments coming to light, and in some cases, in a split second. Where is it that we might be projecting some original wounding onto a particular situation, and we do it because we're afraid to be ourselves, fully ourselves, right now? Well, that may be part of the illumination that shows up. Now, where is it that you feel you're able to be yourself? Again, that's going to be deeply personal. For some people, it's enough to know it, to be able to be themselves in the walls of their own home. For some people, they need to express something authentic through their work or how they make money. For some, it needs to show up in terms of their relationships and their partnerships. For others, it's self-expression. For others, it's art, right? It's all kinds of things. For others, it's the pursuit of their understanding of their relationship with higher power. Your journey is going to be uniquely your own. But in order to fully embrace a more enlightened version of you and a more authentic version of you, this new moon says in an instant, in order to have that new beginning, we may have to rid ourselves of a resentment that we become aware of. And in some cases a resentment that might have become an obsession, but is no longer working for us. And what I really love. Okay. So that's the new moon energy, all that Uranian energy. But what I really love is immediately after the new moon on Friday, Mercury will change signs. Mercury will move into the sign of Scorpio and Mercury as an energy is a lot more cerebral. It represents healthy detachment among other things. And so Mercury in such an intense emotional sign uh, can express itself in different ways. Yes, it can be, you know, our perception colored by those emotional drives underneath. But it could also be the opportunity to form healthy detachment enough so we can see those patterns. Okay, we've had some barrier to our authenticity come to light, you know, some resentment or some secret that we're holding on to. We're acknowledging and accepting it for ourselves under the light of the new moon. Now, what does it mean to understand it and integrate it on an intellectual level? What does it mean to talk about it? Talking is a deeply alchemical process. The act of speech or of communication, right? doesn't necessarily have to be the vibration of speech although many many spiritual traditions talk about how the energy of creation begins with sound but I think that vibration and communicating can happen in all kinds of forms They say you're as sick as your secrets, but in order to heal yourself, you have to speak those secrets. And the act of sharing in and of itself is the alchemical process. Simply being willing to speak of the things that are hard to speak starts turning those things that have been burdens and barriers to our authentic expression. Those burdens become gifts. Now we may not recognize it right away, but we know we're on the path when we're willing to speak it, when we're willing to communicate. The act of sharing is in and of itself an alchemical process. It is in and of itself, the spark that turns lead into gold. It is the impetus. It is the driving force behind turning what it is that feels like it has weighed on your soul and turning it into a great blessing. And I think Mercury moving into the energy of Scorpio is going to encourage us to talk about those things and to experience the power of alchemy in our own lives as well. Now, if all of this wasn't enough, we have another big energy playing out this week. And that is starting in a somewhat unassuming way. And that is thanks to Venus. It is going to be on Friday that Venus is going to move into the sign of Capricorn. Now, normally Venus moves through a sign about a month, a year. But this time, of course, it's different. It's really different. I'm getting lots of emails lately from people saying, are there going to be and is there going to be a Venus retrograde special horoscope? Of course, there's going to be a Venus retrograde special horoscope. I've been doing Venus retrograde special horoscopes for how long now on YouTube? Like 13 years? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. So, of course, and I'll be so happy to share the insights in that. But this time yes venus is going to spend an unusually long time in the sign of capricorn venus is going to step into this part of the sky and be here right into may a week into may of 2022 so all of us are going to get a good long transit and a good long exploration at looking at do i love it whatever part of your sky venus is stepping into now You have begun a journey where the guiding question is, do I love this person, place, thing, or situation? Do I love it? Do I love them? Do I love myself? Is my self-love showing in this person, place, thing, or situation, or is my self-love that I claim being contradicted by this person, place, thing, or situation? With Venus and Capricorn, we're invited to think big. We're invited to look at the structures of love in our life, the structures that support love in our life. But we're also invited to look at traditional forms of understanding love. Whether that is with reverence, whether that is with guilt, (laughs) when we don't live up to it. That is going to be part of our own unique journey. But yeah, all of that may start to show up now. Now, we're not in the Venus retrograde season just yet. It is going to be on the 17th of November that Venus will officially go into shadow. So there's going to be so much to talk about. Let me tell you, this Venus retrograde season has got Venus station hand in hand with Pluto, it's got Venus speaking in harmony with Neptune. There's a lot of dreamy energy here as well. And so there's gonna be a lot to talk about here, so please do look forward to that. I really look forward to sharing that with you. I've already started asking people, like when I interview people for my show uh, here on my YouTube channel, Synchronicity Web TV, I've already been asking people, what do you think about the Venus retrograde season? Um, Because it was uh, recently in September during the Embracing the Community uh, event, That when we did the closing Q&A, Frank and I were asked about Venus retrograde season and I just couldn't wait to talk about it. I was bursting with ideas and thoughts. And so I've been asking speakers about this, upcoming speakers at Synchronicity University about this as well. Yeah, it's been enlightening and it will continue to be enlightening as well. Especially under a sky like this with all this Uranian energy, enlightenment is very much on the agenda for all of us. What I love about this week for us, my goodness, there is a surprise a minute, especially with the energy of the new moon. Now, I happen to be somebody who thinks that life doesn't have nearly enough surprises, but that's just me, right? I know not everybody feels that way, but that's okay. Um, Surprises, whether you want them, whether you don't, whether you invite them, whether you're excited about them or not, they are going to arrive under the light of the new moon. Changes are afoot, but ultimately they are rooted in clarity. They're rooted in honesty. And especially self-honesty can be a very powerful thing now. It isn't always easy to be yourself in the world, whatever you understand yourself to be. And even that is and holds an evolving definition. And that's okay. It's a wonderful thing when people are willing to evolve. How you identify at a certain point in life is going to change. And that's a good thing. You can't always fully be yourself in the world more and more than ever before. Yes, you can, but not necessarily in every place in the world, but you can be yourself for yourself. You can sit with the truth of who you are and know that peace of acceptance and of self-acceptance. It is a very powerful thing when we may not necessarily feel the people around us are going to get it, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that you understand it. And a very powerful thing happens when we choose peace. As part of the mystery, you know, even though it may look chaotic, especially from outside, maybe that desire to choose peace means we have to change things in our life and maybe that includes the people in our life and maybe they don't like that. And yet there's something very powerful that happens. It gives other people permission to more fully be themselves. Authenticity means different things to different people. Whatever it means to you, trust it. And if your definition of authenticity is changing, well, that's okay too. It is now that all of us will be gaining fresh perspectives as to what it means to be truly ourselves and will feel called to live it. And the thing is, with an outer planet like Uranus, it's almost like this time is faded. The time has come well thank you so much for watching what do you love about this week let me know in the comments below i love reading you guys now i don't know if i'm gonna have a chance to put up comments today just because this week has been so hectic but i just want you guys to know i still try and check in to read you guys and i love you guys so 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 very much i will share comments in my Instagram and Facebook stories this week. So please be on the lookout for that. I'll be sure to share a bunch of your comments. Thank you so much. And of course, if you wanna know how all the wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com. At NadiaShawSuperstars.com, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign with choose your membership rate as low as just $3 a month. $3 $3 a month gets you access to these expanded weekly horoscopes for all signs. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University classes, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at nadiashasuperstars.com. I look forward to meeting you there. Link is in the description below synchronicity university choose your membership rate for incredible november classes well there's just one day left in october and that is when choose your membership rate is going to come to a close for the november speaker series and for the one and only melissa Sonova. and so my team member who is responsible for updating the website, doesn't work on Sunday, so that's good. You can still take advantage, last minute take advantage of as low as just $5 a class would choose your membership rate at synchronicityuniversity.com. So let me tell you, Melissa Sinova, the one and only world-renowned tarot author is coming to Synchronicity University. This is such uh, a wonderful blessing, I have to say. I just felt so elated when she agreed to teach at my school. And so Melissa Sinova is going to take you through all the tarot cards. She's going to have you doing tarot readings. A lot of this is going to be rooted in the books, the multiple books that she's written. And so yes, you're going to learn about the court cards, the suits, the minor arcana, the major arcana, as only she can teach it in her fun and salty, language-filled, seven planets in Sag kind of way. I think this is going to be one of the more fun sessions that we have had at Synchronicity University. And I hope that you will join us for the one and only Melissa Sinova. Again, choose your tuition rate is on. Well, it's expiring at the end of the month, which is the first day of this week. So make sure you log on as soon as possible to SynchronicityUniversity.com. For as low as just $5 a class, learning from the one and only Melissa Sanova. Link is in the description below. And the November Speaker Series at Synchronicity University is also starting this week. It's so exciting. It is starting this week and we've got incredible astrologers here. World-renowned astrologers joining us at SynchronicityUniversity.com. Again, choose your tuition rate. Uh, if you want to get in on that as low as just $5 a class, jump on it at the very beginning of the week. Uh, again, at SynchronicityUniversity.com. So who do we have? We have the one and only YouTube sensation, Nico, son of Celine. He is a phenomenal and widely watched YouTube astrologer and tarot reader. And he's going to help us to identify gifts in the chart. We are going to have April Elliott Kent big dog astrologer April Elliott Kent, author of several books. She's going to be teaching on eclipses in the astrology chart. I know that that's going to be a very popular topic for a lot of us out there. Also, superstar astrologer Rachel Lang is going to join us. Now, Rachel Lang is going to be teaching on financial timing with astrology. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Louise Eddington is going to be joining us as well, the cosmic owl. And she's going to be teaching on your personal Venus star. I know lots of people have been looking forward to that one. And the one and only my fellow Canadian, Nicole Garceau. I absolutely love her. She's so brilliant. And she is going to be teaching on developmental age method, helping you to understand major phases in life by understanding the astrology chart. So lots of incredible Brilliant astrologers are going to be joining us at SynchronicityUniversity.com. If you get on it right away, if you go on the website right away at the beginning of the week, you may still be able to take advantage of choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class right out of the gate SynchronicityUniversity.com. Link is in the description below. Remember Mayan astrology, I should remember this because This is really important. Mayan Astrology is only $6.99 pre-order on Amazon. And with that, you get all kinds of incredible gifts. Two classes valued at $70. One is a download that you will get once the book publishes on November 11th. And that is Euridia, my co-author, going through the Mayan Sun Signs. And the second class is going to be taught live later this month, and that is on compatibility between the Mayan signs. So I think this is going to be so enlightening. The classes and the book just $6.99 pre order on Amazon uh, after the launch of the book. I am anticipating the price of the ebook going up to 9 dollars which is where normally I price the different. Um, electronic books that we offer at Synchronicity Publications. But yes, you can learn more about this. You can figure out how it is that we will put you on the list for these wonderful downloads and classes at synchronicitypublications.com. I hope that you will join me. This is such an exciting endeavor for me because this is the first time that I have presented another author on my label. So on the Synchronicity Publications label. And she is the first of many incredible authors that I hope to share with you. There are so many brilliant people that I know, and I'm really loving working with some of them uh, to bring forward and to present their brilliance to the world. I just love sharing people. I love telling people how amazing they are and that's part of what I love to do with Synchronicity University and Synchronicity Publications. So, check out synchronicitypublications.com. Link is in the description below. My own classes at Synchronicity University are in full effect. Now earlier today, I earlier from the day I'm recording this, which is Saturdays, um, I taught uh how to write horoscopes now this is how to present horoscopes is a more accurate way to put it very popular class we had lots of people signing up just for this class well now you can purchase it as a download i teach you specific techniques we look at the charts of famous astrologers uh we explore style and understanding your presentation style so there's lots to learn here lots to explore here it was a really fun class Thank you to everybody who joined live and thank you to all the people who've been signing up for this single class. You can download it now at synchronicityuniversity.com. Next week, I will be teaching more on the Midheaven and the 10th house. We are going to look at planets in the 10th house and I think that's gonna be a very exciting course and we've got lots to look forward to this autumn session and that includes Palace Athena. That includes power couples and so much more. Learn about classes with me at synchronicityuniversity.com. Link is in the description below. NCGR, the massively important astrological organization is having a massive event coming up next weekend and I'm going to be part of that event for the first time ever I am going to teach on Uranus and Gemini Uranus is going to move into the sign of Gemini in the second half of this decade and I'm gonna be looking ahead and talking about it I think it's gonna be a really fun class to explore together but yes join us, won't you? Uh, You can sign up and learn from some of the most brilliant astrologers alive today over the course of a really fun weekend. They have recreated the conference experience with all the parties and hangouts and everything, all of it online. So I will link to it below. Check out the upcoming NCGR conference online. Link is in the description below. And finally, you can get my take on your unique birth chart by checking out my partnership with Cosmogram. At Cosmogram, you go onto their website, you enter in your birth data, and within hours, you will be sent a PDF of my interpretation of your chart and the different planetary placements there. If you go onto their website, you will get to see exactly um, what it's gonna look like based on a sample report that you can see there. And if you like it, You can order it and when you order it you'll get it within hours thank you to everybody who's already ordered it and gotten it and loved it i appreciate each and every one of you thank you link is in the description below and thank you thank you so much for watching i don't know if you noticed but i have bangs (laughs) it was a whim. i did it why not uh i'm in canada for a little while longer and this is really nice they're not really connected getting bangs and being in canada but you know, who knows. I'm looking forward to being back in Mexico soon enough with the people I love. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.